High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Uh, joining us now is Cheryl Hlabane, activist, social entrepreneur and businesswoman. Cheryl, very good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us. Sorry, Cheryl, you seem to be breaking up there. Can you hear us? Are you, can you hear me closely? Hi, Cheryl, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Michael. Oh, there you are. Yes, loud and clear. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, Cheryl. Excellent. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to chat to you too, but uh, okay, not such an exciting uh, issue. Uh, Cheryl, okay, so I've introduced you as an activist, social entrepreneur, and businesswoman. Now, what we are unpacking, uh, I don't know if you noticed the story today about a female police officer who allegedly filmed an explicit video whilst raping her son. Now, she's expected to appear at uh, the Marble Hall Magistrates Court in Limpopo. Okay, so mm-hmm. this is this is exactly what uh, we want to unpack this afternoon. In a broad sense, uh, child molestation, child abuse. Uh, how rampant is this in South Africa right now? It, it, it's actually quite a big issue. It's not spoken about a lot, I think, because the emphasis is always on, you know, when we talk about gender-based violence, the, 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 the emphasis is always on um, the perpetrator or the victim, but nothing about children who witness or are abused, unfortunately. Right. Um, however, I, I think because kids are usually not believed, obviously the video is there, it speaks for itself. But right. usually kids are not believed when they speak about such things. And because sex is still kind of a taboo in most African homes, it's so hard to unpack that and talk about sex with your parents, um, let alone explaining that somebody did foreign things to me that I'm not aware of. So unfortunately, it is a big issue. And um, I think this video will really help us have dialogues about things that young kids actually go through, especially the boy child. No, sure. Cheryl, um, you say you're an activist. Um, so which organization do you belong to and uh, precisely what is, what are you doing right now in terms of programs and motivation to at least, you um, know, like uh, educate the public and uh, to get in there where, where need be to, to, you know, like uh, introduce programs uh, to resolve the, well, to, to sort the issue out as we go okay, along. So- Yes, so organization is called Frida Hartley Shelter. Right. Um, it is based in the heart of Yeovil. The organization was established in 1922, obviously a different dynamic then. It was for young girls who fell pregnant out of wedlock right. and needed a place to hide and have their kids. Fast forward to now, um, we are really fighting another pandemic, which is gender-based violence, and that's what okay. we try and tackle. We take in young women who are fleeing an abusive home situation, fleeing right. an abusive intimate partner, victims of rape, and anybody that finds themselves um, displaced due to socioeconomic reasons. So we are not just a shelter that just caters for women internally. Um, I think one of our biggest roles as an organization is really information sharing and helping the preventative, you know, and sharing preventative measures of gender-based violence. I mean, we all know that prevention is better than cure. And the reason why we do that is because a lot of shelters, most shelters are shutting down due to lack of funding. So we do not have the capacity, the space to be able to take in women or young girls who come through and need a place of shelter because this is what they are facing. So it's easier to then have these conversations with these young girls, with the older women, in terms of, you know, 
how can you prevent such things? And if you, if you do find yourself in a situation where you are abused, there's different types of abuse, number one. So some people are not even aware that they're either financially abused, emotionally abused, psychologically. And because rape has become such a norm, it's like a rape culture, some people don't even understand when they're in that situation so, where they're yeah. forced to, you know, to, to perform sexual acts. Sure. So it's really more on informing the public. We do so much within our community in terms of facilitating such dialogues and making sure, sure that the kids in our neighborhood understand their bodies. And if they can't have conversations with their parents, they can have these conversations with us and then we can advocate for them through other, you know, partnering bodies such as the Teddy Bear Clinic who are absolutely amazing in handling children of abuse or trauma or anything of that sort or lawyers against abuse who assist us in in, in terms of, you know, going into court and getting restraining orders and ensuring that, you know, we get our day in court in assisting children or women who are victims of abuse. Cheryl, sorry, I I have to cut you short there. It's so unfortunate that we got hold of you a bit late into because we do have uh, other slots to fill in, other interviews to do. Perhaps uh, I'll I'll talk to my producer. I'd love to chat to you a bit more about uh, your initiative and what's going on because, yeah, it sounds as if there's quite a bit uh, we need to chat about and to understand but Cheryl thank you so much for joining us uh, this afternoon a Cheryl Flambani activist social entrepreneur and businesswoman discussing uh, the issue of uh, child abuse and uh, child molestation boy it, it, it's getting worse it's what are people thinking these days